For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Tourism and Transport Minister the Honorable Kenneth Bryan issues an apology for a breach of the Ministerial Code of Conduct when he made a video that promoted his wife's real estate business. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. In a written statement, Mr. Bryan said the PACT administration has gone to great lengths to demonstrate to the public it operates on a platform of transparency and accountability, citing the introduction of the first-ever ministerial code of conduct within their first 100 days in office. After a video of Mr. Bryan and his wife circulated which appeared to promote her real estate business, the opposition issued a statement expressing its concern. In relation to that video, Mr. Bryan's statement says, quote, I got this wrong and apologize unreservedly to my constituents, the people of the Cayman Islands, the governor, the premier, and my other colleagues in the PACT administration. The minister and MP for Georgetown Central says going forward, he will redouble his efforts to ensure that his actions are in keeping with the highest ethical standards of the office he is, quote, humbled to hold on behalf of the people of the Cayman Islands. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. A new flood sensor pilot program is being rolled out this month across all three islands to help understand flood risks. So one of the things we are looking at is to establish what we call a network of flood sensors. So we're looking in these areas where we are flood prone and have these equipment installed. So the idea is to really get real-time information of when there's a flooding event more so monitoring the water level. Mitigation specialist for hazard management Cayman Islands, Mark Codling, says there are certain contributors for flooding. The new flood sensor network will help to alert and notify the public in the event of any major flooding. So we're working with a series of stakeholders on this and see if we can definitely start with a pilot. Uh, recently we did some drone mapping uh, in the area of Randyke, which we know that's one of those areas that are very flood prone, especially when it comes to heavy torrential rainfall, and as well as if we experience any form of coastal flooding. So we're trying to heighten the awareness and to work with the stakeholders. And one of the key things we're doing next is to engage these communities. If you live in a flood-prone area and would like guidelines on how you can best prepare for the hurricane season, check out caymanprepared.gov.ky. This week, Cayman Islands Airport Authority, along with local aviation stakeholders, hosted a series of community outreach sessions across all the islands on the future of Cayman's airports. Residents weighed in on CIAA's 20-year master planning 2022-2041 process, which reflects the authority's commitment to, quote, continuous improvement of service, operations, safety standards, and environmental conservation. This new master plan, which will serve as a blueprint for future development, will provide the basis for not only developing airport infrastructure, but also continuing prudent financial responsibility and taking account of environmental impacts. Our vision is to deliver an excellent airport experience. CIAA's CEO Albert Anderson says the authority has achieved extraordinary milestones under 2012 Master Plan, ORIA's terminal expansion, rehabilitation of existing runway surface to increase its strength and durability, runway extension, new parallel taxiway, and the filling of ponds within airfield parameters. Establishing an airfield perimeter road and expanding the aircraft parking ramp in an easterly direction to provide additional aircraft parking. And at the Charles Coconnell International Airport, expansion of the arrival and departure halls, construction of a fire access road, electrical upgrades to terminal and runway lighting, and improvements to runway safety areas. Mr. Anderson says while much progress has been made, there's still more to be done. 
We have all experienced the pandemic era, and airports around the world have had major impacts to their operations, which continue today. The Cayman Islands is no exception. The new master plan will provide us with a fresh, new approach and outlook as to what is required today to take our three airports, Owen Roberts International Airport on Grand Cayman, Charles Croconnell International Airport on Cayman Brac, and Edward Bodden Airfield on Little Cayman to even greater heights. Officials will collate all comments, feedback, and questions from the outreach sessions into a What We Heard report. Residents are encouraged to take part in a public survey found on their caymanairports.ky website to get more insight into what you would like to see on the future of aviation in Cayman. A pilot mentorship program is being celebrated as a model for social development in Cayman. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego reports. The Department of Children and Family Services, DCFS, the Business and Professional Women's Club of Grand Cayman, BPW, and the Needs Assessment Unit, NAU, organized an event recently to celebrate the success of a pilot mentorship program, which ran over the last 12 months with six female participants, all of whom have children. The program, quote, combined a set of existing structures in a new way. It included providing opportunities for employment readiness training and vocational training, as well as addressing barriers such as child care transportation and access to technology. The BPW had proposed the pilot program, a professional mentorship program for unemployed women, to R3 Foundation, which then provided funding for the initiative. The NAU then worked together with the DCFS to understand and convey the nuanced situations of each of those six women. Understanding the holistic needs of all the participants, BPW and DCFS partnered with community members and organizations to deliver life skills classes to the participants, including budgeting, parenting, and meal prepping. Commenting on the initiative, the Honorable Minister Andre Ebanks notes, more often than not, practical barriers to employment become insurmountable, trapping people in a harsh cycle. From his vantage point, he says this pilot program truly demonstrates how we can advance social development in the Cayman Islands through purposeful, coordinated, and creative actions. Officials say the success of the mentorship pilot program was measured not only by the number of participants who gained employment at the program's end or the number of trainings completed, but also by out such as the increase in participants' confidence and professional networks. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Our most recent public health spotlight covers COVID-19 Epidemiological Week 27. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has the highlights. In Epi Week 27, reported cases of COVID-19 continue to increase globally, with a decrease reported in deaths internationally by 12%. On the local front, public health says key epidemiological metrics have increased over the past week. There has been a 13% increase in the number of new cases from 347 to 424, and the case rate has increased to 611 cases per 100,000 population from 539 nine cases per 100,000. Since the change in COVID-19 regulations at the end of June, there's been a notable drop in testing. It's decreased by 36% from 1,360 tests conducted in Epi Week 26 to 876 in Epi Week 27. The combination of an increase in cases and decrease in testing has resulted in an increase in test positivity from 28% 
to 48%. The microbiology lab has provided genomic sequencing results for a sample of 47 positive isolates, giving insight into the sublineage information for the Omicron variant circulating in the islands. The sublineage BA.5 has been detected for the first time, which has been reported by the UK to be driving the recent wave of infections there. The sublineage BE.1 has also been detected, which was first detected in March 2022 in Germany and has been since identified in 47 countries worldwide. Health officials anticipate there is a shift occurring from the BA.2 to the BA.5 Omicron sublineage in Cayman. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Two new hospital admissions were registered during Epi Week 27, a decrease from six in the previous week. Of the two new admissions, both were admitted due to COVID-19 morbidity. A total of six patients required inpatient treatment, which decreased from 14 patients in the previous week. COVID-19 figures for July 14th show that public health received 71 positive cases on Monday, July 11th, 71 on Tuesday, July 12th, and 59 Wednesday, July 13th. There are 871 estimated active cases of COVID-19 in the Cayman Islands. Nine patients were hospitalized with COVID-19 on July 14th, and of these, two were unvaccinated. The seven-day rolling average for July 14th is 63, and there were four new cases in the sister islands. Science Communications and Development Manager at the Central Caribbean Marine Institute, Beth Chafin, says changes in our coral reefs have been detected. We've seen coral cover on our reefs is still really good, but we've seen a shift in coral species. Um, On our reef topography, the reefs have historically been dominated by some of these larger, bolder coral species, and we're seeing a shift towards smaller species. This could be due to a variety of compounding factors, including the slower growth rate of those boulder coral species, like a mountainous star coral or boulder star coral, compared to other species like mustard hill coral or lettuce coral. So with this smaller species seemingly taking charge, how exactly can that affect the Cayman Islands? So when you think of our coral reefs, these huge, massive structures, Big boulder corals are obviously really important to that structure. So as we have smaller corals dominating the reef, it may indicate that eventually the reef structure could become less complex and with that less capable of doing many of the important things that we rely on our coral reefs to do, such as serving as really powerful, strong storm breaks and providing homes for so many marine species that we also depend upon. To read CCMI's Reef Research Survey Report, visit their site, reefresearch.org. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.